Baylor, Texas, Waco, basketball, Big 12. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Baylor. I am Rudolph from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. That is Brandon McKinnon from our Daily Bears. And thank you for making Locked on Baylor your first listen every single day. Um, Brandon, Baylor in Texas this weekend. I am still sunburnt, though I have not died yet, despite what the doctor told me. I am alive. I am still with us. Um, we're surprised that you made it past that 36, 48 hour mark, but we're yeah, very was, happy was, you did. Yeah. I'm also window. pissed I didn't get a reindeer name, but I guess, you know. Well, I only got mine because I forgot to put sunscreen in one location. That was my nose. Mm-hmm. So I went outside again yesterday. FP, SPF? No, 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 no. The SPF. UV was oh, 7.5, and I failed to put sunscreen. So I've just, my nose is done. I'm going to lose my nose. I'm going to pull Michael Jackson. My nose is gone. Um, <laughs> can I say we're, that? Is that we're too already soon? off the rails. Here we go. So Baylor and Texas on Saturday. Shot quality has this game being a pretty tight matchup. They have Baylor winning by one point. Baylor 67.5, mm-hmm. Texas 66.5. Uh, it's a Texas team that comes into this game, according to shot quality, ranked 11th in the mid-range, 61st in up temp- in fast tempo, so in the kind of the quad one, if you will, of faster teams. They force a lot of turnovers. They're very efficient at attacking the rim. And Brandon, Baylor doesn't go that quick. Baylor <laughs> isn't very good at stopping teams that attack the rim. Um, their mid-range defense, defense overall is not great. I just, this this is not a matchup that bodes well for Baylor. And win or lose, you're out of the Big 12 title race. Convince me yeah. that there's, there's something to play for on Saturday. The thing to play for, I guess, is just pride, momentum, yeah. you know, just a better feeling so that idiots like you and I, when we come on next week, we're not, you know, saying it's raining hellfire, which very well might be. Um, Texas is a great team, obviously top 10 team in the country. Um, the thing that I'm trying to pull for, for a glimmer of hope is that in Austin, I was there, tremendous stadium, great atmosphere. I hate saying good things about Texas, but we it was down to the last second shot, really. I mean, it says we lost by, you know, we lost by five, but it was really a three-point game um, before Keontae took the last second shot, some free throws. But the thing that really you highlighted, like Texas turns the ball over well, they push the ball in transition, good mid-range team, primarily because of Timmy Allen. But Baylor only turned the ball over, I'm looking at the box score, nine times against Texas. So yeah. we really need to keep it under double digits if we want a fighting chance at this thing. Because right now, nothing that we've shown on the court um, has, has really pointed in the last few games to us being able to manufacture stops on defense leading to good offensive possessions. What do you think? Yeah, well, 100%. I mean, you you watched the the game against Kansas State closer than I did. And, I mean, again, it wasn't good. The second half fall apart. Like the, the lack of consistency over the course of the game has been troubling. And, like, uh, yes, I – I want to put it on skills and players, but also at some point like, there's, there's a coaching aspect too. Yeah. I do not think that Scott drew has put the best lineups out there at all times. Like when you see consistency, get off when you see little, little uh, kinks in the armor in these games, a lot of times it's like, Oh man, this five on the floor just doesn't play very well together. Yeah. Um, and so even going deeper than just the hey, defense struggles, Texas probably has a leg up and they won at Austin in a game that Baylor still had every right to be in somehow. Uh, I, 
when it's February, it's almost March. At what point does this team find the right rotation that's going to win games and go on these runs of death? We have not seen more than a handful of those all year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it all starts with giving Dale Bonner back his minutes. Um, that's really where it's going to start and stop. Bring back Dale. No, I, I'm Free kidding. my man, Dale Bonner. I'm kidding. You, I mean, he he was our best on-ball defender and still leads he us was. to deals. But, you know, there has to be a reason he's out of the rotation. Um, but I agree. I mean, I think it... So a few weeks ago, we talked, right? And we're like, okay, we're trimming the rotation. This makes sense. Continuity in the lineup, yada, yada, yada. And it was great when we won 10 of 11. It was awesome. And now it's like, I don't know if it's a, the guys are tired. We're playing, you know, Keontae's a true freshman. College season's a lot longer than the high school season, but they're also playing all these AAU games. So like, does that really matter? Yeah. I don't know if it's just, we're at this point in the season where it's like, shoot, the guys are getting tired and we're kind of running down and that's why the lineups don't look good. But Dude, I mean, it's a cause for concern, but I, I think if we if we don't see a drastic improvement over the next three games, and that's really what we're playing for to get back to your original question, I think the panic button's out of the drawer and just being slammed. I mean, it's it's a very big cause for concern. So I want to get in the middle part of the show, the panic button, because you've referenced the panic button more than anyone else uh, that I've seen it's around. My favorite, my favorite meme. You're a big panic, bu- panic button guy, and I want to go into what exactly it would take to okay. fully fully pressed. So we can tease that. We can tease that. Right. We're not quite there yet. I'm not to my first ad break yet. I, I do want to touch on Texas a bit. The number nine mm-hmm. team in America, according to Ken Palm, they are number 12 in offense. They are 30th in defense. If you kept up with yesterday's metric, that does not mean they can win a national championship. They actually cannot. They are not national championship caliber. They won't. They won't when win you it. break down the last 20 years, uh, Baylor comes in at 14th in Ken Palm, second in the country in offense. They have the second that would offense. Win a national championship now, wouldn't it? No, because they're 94th in defense. They've moved down to 94 after Kansas State and the readjustment. Well, there's uh, a thousand teams, right? So we're in like the top one percent. Sure, close. No, how many teams are there, Drake? What percent? 363. Mm. Which, which out of the 363, your Baylor Bears are 362nd in low frequency post up. Hmm. There's a little food for thought. They is that never a real it. stat? You oh, it's real. Up. It's 100% real. Shotquality.com. Baylor is second to last in all of college basketball, America, uh, the world in Dude, low that's so incredible. post frequency. They don't do it. They don't I do lo- it. I love that your commitment to the we need better post play to the point that you're going to pull out a stat low post frequency that I've never, ever yeah. heard of. That yeah. is incredible. I go that deep into analytics. I'm that guy. I'm that so guy. You're, so you're an analytics guy. I am. I am an analyst. I follow shot quality. I follow Evan Mia. I follow. I follow Ken Palm. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. these these metrics have something to them, and they all say the same thing about Baylor. They suck inside and on defense. Can and I throw some Ken Palm metrics at you? Please. This is going to be fun. This is going to be a great yeah. metric show. I like this. Yeah. So I hate to be on my phone, big, big hang up and hang out guy, but I'm going to, I have these on my phone. Right. So the people at our daily bears are kind enough to pay for a premium Ken Palm membership, which really? I love taking advantage of. Yes. So I have this filtered. I don't know if you can see this. So I got to watch on YouTube. Uh, that blue checkbox is conference only. You see that? Okay. Yes. I'm going to read you our defensive numbers and conference only out of 10 teams in the conference. Okay. Okay. Defensive efficiency. So this is basically saying how efficient our opponents are on offense and how lack of efficient we are on defense. We have a 110.2 rating. I don't know what that means, but what I do know is the number next to that is 10, which is last 
in the Big 12. That's why you see that top one that's bright red for the people at home on YouTube. Watch on thing. YouTube. Watch on YouTube. D1 average 104.7. So Baylor is basically five and a half points worse per 40 minutes on defense than the average team in the country. Okay, let's do another one. Effective field goal percentage. I'm not trying to dance on our grave, but the numbers are the numbers. Our opponents shoot an effective field goal percentage of 53.1%, which is 10th in the Big 12. Last, again, bright red right there. D1 average, 50 and a half. So our opponents are getting 3% better. It doesn't sound that much, but on the plus side, on offense, our effective field goal percentage is 52%, which is first in the Big 12. It's literally Jekyll and Hyde on either end of the court. It's wild. This is the number that most startled me, and then I'll get off this. Our opponents are shooting 57.4% from two-point range in conference play. That's that is bad. good for 10th in the country. We're top 10. Or 10th in the Big 12. We're top 10 oh. in the Big 12. Yeah. We're top 10 in the Big 12. So what you're saying is right. The defense is tough. Obviously, it's going to have to tune up for us to make a run in March. But I almost feel like we're at the point in the season where it's like we are who we are. Do we just root for 100 to 99 ball games and are we just having fun with it? Or do we just keep calling for differences? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Gonzaga, number one offense in America. Number 87 defense. So we're better than Gonzaga. Number two offense, number 94 defense. And we are better than Gonzaga head-to-head. We we did beat that team earlier this year. Um, Brandon, panic button. Let's talk panic button. Because look, look, let's... I want to put this into a bit of perspective. Mm -hmm. Baylor's good. Baylor's good at basketball. We're not making the case that Baylor's not good at basketball. But there are things that can be changed like this isn't you know it's not like a, oh well this is you know you, you mentioned you just call this your identity and move on you don't have to there are things to be altered why they haven't been or if they're not working okay that's i mean we don't get paid to be the coaches but they haven't been something be needs cool, to though. tweak before they go to the to the to the tournament and if they aren't tweaked then you press the panic button which to elaborate more on we will do just after this when i tell you about my favorite sports book in America, that is FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one sports book in America. The XFL was on last night. It'll be on the rest of the weekend, and I cannot wait. I'm a huge, huge DC Defenders fan. I was on the Defenders before they won last week against the Seattle Sea Dragons. I will always be on the Defenders. They are four-point favorites against the Vipers this weekend. Huge game against the Vipers. I got my Defenders all the way. I got my Defenders all day. I can't wait to watch the rough next game. They played the Renegades. That's going to be huge. I think the Guardians played. No, the Battle Hawks played last night against the um, against the Sea Dragons. Yeah, Battle Hawks Sea Dragons last night, uh, and then the Guardians play later this week against the Brahmas. Maybe there's just so much good stuff going on right now. So much good stuff in the XFL, and you can bet on all of it at FanDuel. I love the XFL. You right now put a thousand dollars in the DC Defenders. One thousand, one grand. It's a no sweat first bet. You get all your money back in free play if it doesn't hit. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. So all that. FanDuel even lets you combine your your bets for a chance of bigger payout with same game parlay. $1,000 in bonus bets at FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. The official betting partner of the NBA and locked on. Uh, Brandon, panic button. What would it take for you at this point? There it point? is for the There's people the on YouTube. Button. So I got to watch on YouTube. That's the panic button. What we love our podcast take? listeners, but you got to tune in for the video if you want to see the memes. Something about, um, and the sunburn. Uh, what would it take right now? Um, are you close? Are you close to panic button time? Yeah, the panic button, the drawer is creaked open. 
at the desk where I'm currently sitting after the K-State game. I was like, what happened? Another second half breakdown. And in my mind, in my own stupid brain. You give me like a little, what happened? You were like, um, what? What happened? Just like that. Yes. In my own dumb brain, I was like, oh, they're just tired. And this is fine. And then I watched the game again. And I was like, I, that's when the drawer opened. We heard the creak. My wife's like, why is the drawer open? And the office closed the drawer. I'm like, well, the panic button needs to be accessible. You know? So, but in order for me to actually slam it, I think we'd have to look like absolute trash against Texas, which I don't think is going to happen at home. But if we lose on the road to Oklahoma State, Drake, I will lose my mind. I will go on a tirade. I will hit the panic button. It'll be game over. That's where I will draw the line because we are so, a so much better team than Oklahoma State. Yeah. I know it's hard to play on the road. I'm kind of tired of this whole, the Big 12 is best conference in America. Every loss is great. It's like, no, if you look like crap, you look like crap. You play bad basketball. You play bad basketball. That's when I would hit the panic button. I don't think we lose at home to Iowa State. They don't really scare me that much. If you're telling me that Gabe Kalsher is going to be the one that breaks us down, I'm not too concerned, even though we've already lost to them. But that's what that's what it's going to take. We're going to have to look really bad and inefficient on offense, and we're going to have to continue to be cones on defense and lose to Oklahoma State. And I'll hit cones. The great way to put it. We are kind of cones on defense a lot. Brandon, I want I want to what you. So this is just we brushed past the Texas game a little bit here. Yeah, and you that's didn't on even, us. You said no, it's not even on us. It's on you right here. That's on you me. said like panic button, and then you went to Oklahoma State. So does that mean you've just written off the Texas game as a win automatically? I've almost more so wrote it off as a loss, bro. Um, (laughs) I'm like very worried because there's a real world where Marcus. Okay. So the, I didn't want to dive into this because I feel like you and Cam did a really good job of covering this on uh, Thursday's show, um, yesterday's show. And so, but like really where, where we are getting absolutely stifled on offense is Bill self has kind of like let the cat out of the bag of, if you don't switch on our guards, we it's really hard for us to get space and that's exactly what tang did they didn't really switch much they made it really difficult for us to generate offense and i think that texas who's one of the best defenses in the big 12 can do the same thing so i'm very concerned that we lose to texas i'm just hoping it doesn't happen um so that's kind of why i brushed past it so level of concern level of panic button for the texas game solely is high yeah, but but I'm but I'm, it's almost like so high again. Like I said, it's in my dumb brain that it's like, okay, this is going to happen. I'm still going to go. I'm going to cheer. It's going to be great. But I, I am I am very worried now. If we come out and we lock them down and like their best shots that they're getting, uh, you know, on shot quality is like a Timmy Allen elbow jumper. Then I'm like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I also see a real world where like Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter dribble around everybody and Serge Barry Rice goes six from seven from three off the bench. Like that world very much exists. I think more so than us locking them up on defense. Their Texas is in the last has won three of their last four. Uh, their only loss being at Texas Tech. The other three wins being at home. They blew out Iowa State, blew out West Virginia, had that weird overtime game against Oklahoma. Baylor obviously has lost two straight against Kansas State and Kansas. ESPN has this game at a 57% chance for Baylor to win. Um, and Baylor currently boasts the best freshman basketball player in America. Wait, so. Okay. All right. I can't tell if you're trying to like make me take the bait. Did some news just break that Brandon Miller's not playing anymore? No news broke, but I it has got to be coming, man. I <laughs> are mean... you are we? You heard it here first on Locked On Baylor that Brandon Miller has been ruled ineligible for the rest of the NCAA basketball. Right. Season. Yeah. Which I can't say for sure, but again, when you provide someone a murder weapon, 
and not a political then, podcast. And then you pick them up from said murder. You're probably not going to be playing a lot of college basketball coming up. That so, sounds uh, like what you would define as an accessory to a crime. Which I seems think, like something you could be charged with. Think Keontae George is the new best freshman in America. Maybe he moved up a draft spot, possibly. I'm in. Dude, what's crazy, though, is that Brandon Miller went for 41 in, in right. the game immediately after. He's like, this if is my last college basketball game. If you're new to this and don't know what we're talking about, Brandon Miller, freshman from Alabama, leading scorer amongst freshmen in America, probably the SEC player of the year, huh? yeah. came out in the last 72 hours that he provided a gun to another Alabama player who murdered a 23-year-old woman. Um, and then he picked up the player from the scene of the crime, the club, the nightclub that they were that he was at, the other player was at. Uh, so this all happened like January 15th, I think was the mm -hmm. date that happened January 15th. Mind you, the game after this, the game after the January 15th murder, Brandon Miller goes for 31 points, just like all like best performance of the season. The game after it comes out that he was an accessory to murder. He drops 41. So like big back against the wall player. Really no pressure, no diamonds for Brandon Miller. No, I say that in jest. It's actually really sad. Back to Baylor and Texas, because I, I feel like we don't need sense. to do this. But um, this yes. is this was my segue into um Keontae George. Keontae mm -hmm. George, who was really good for Baylor in the first half against Kansas State, really good for Baylor in the first half against Kansas. You've seen that. Uh, consistently out of the guards, LJ, Adam, and Keontae, they're really good in one half, and Dude. they drop off in the other. Flagler against TCU, sucked in the first half, was insane in the second half. Cryer, usually really good in the first half and drops off in the second half. Um, and Flagler against Kansas State is bad in both halves. But <laughs> these these guards, yeah, like, who, who I, I can't tell, Brandon. I can't Dude. tell. I want to know. The Which Keontae? one is it? Which one's the key? Is it still is it still key? On I feel like I feel like it is, but the Keontae okay. thing doesn't make sense to me because you watch just as much basketball as I do. Sure. And dude, it feels like there's every every game or every other game at at least there's a four to five minute stretch where you're like, oh my god, Keontae is the best player in America. And then yeah. it, I don't know if it's like a confidence thing and he like defers to the vets and like the freshman mentality breaks in. It doesn't seem like he has that because when he's going off, it's like bulldog. I'm the bleep and best player on the court. Like yeah. no one can guard me, Yeah, which I love. Like he turns around, like talked like sh crap to boosters, like in Manhattan, like he's talking crap to like Kansas state boosters, like doesn't matter. But then it seems like out of nowhere, he just disappears and it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if it's, I, I don't know what it is. What do you think it is? Because I do think he's the key. I really do. He's the guy. Maybe, that can yeah, yeah, his yeah. Best shot. Maybe it's freshman stuff. It's sometimes he's too confident. Sometimes like Keontae, what are you doing? But then Why? sometimes he's too passive. Like, where's the middle ground? Why are we shooting there? And right now, the after the Texas game, felt like he was a little more reserved after the, the loss to Texas because he took so many bad shots. So yeah. many bad shots down the stretch just didn't go. Um, well, he's, a lot of the time he's doing, I mean, I'm not trying to defend him and I'm not trying to cut you off because I know I just asked you a question and yeah. now I'm interrupting your answer. I apologize. But I feel like a lot of the time he takes these shots because it's like, our offense is dribble handoffs, four guys around the perimeter. No one gets a paint touch, so you can't really create open space for shooters to move and guys to get out of position on defense. And so I think he gets the ball in his hand on the last like rotation and last dribble handoff, and he looks at the clock. He's like, there's 10 seconds less in the shot clock. We've been playing pickup sticks for 20 seconds. What do I do now? And he relies say, on his athleticism. Did you say paint touch? 
Yeah, is that a thing? Touch. It is. People yeah. try to people try to get the ball in the paint in basketball. It's this new thing, actually. Because see, uh, the team that I root for, I have. To, I don't. Uh, There's this new guy coming up that's really good at it, named Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's oh, great really? in the paint. Yeah, like so Baylor could he's use really revolutionizing. Was Carl Malone good in the paint? He was actually so good that they said he always delivered and was called the mailman. Yeah, really wild stuff. Yeah, um, Brandon, what's interesting about because look, I would agree with you, and I, I think that's a conversation to dive into. The offense looks stagnant a lot. It's like, all mm-hmm. right, one guy's going to dribble for a while, and then either he's going to shoot it or he's going to pass it, and the next guy's going to shoot it. There aren't a ton of assists. It's not meaningful passes, though, dude. No, no, they're yeah. they're not meaning. It's like, to, oh, that guy's open on the wing. I'm going to pass open. That guy's guarded on the wing. I'm going to pass it to him. Whatever. Or the pass is like a Patrick Mahomes like shovel pass on a like a motion. It's it's like an underhanded push, and then. They just go around each other, and then it goes off of Caleb Bloner's hands out of bounds. Um, we had made it this far. <sighs> Sorry, Caleb. The Baylor Bears are the third best team in America, according to Shot Quality, at good spacing on offense. What? I know. You know what that tells me? You know what it tells me? They say I because I, I I thought about it for a while. I was like, how? Because they don't ever use it. If it's just are. like spread out in ISO. They right. call that good spacing. That's exactly what. Well, it's great spacing. It's, well, it's not meaningful spaces spacing. You can, yeah, it's not meaningful, but it's spacing because it's. Hey, Caleb, just go stand. Go stand in the corner. Leave Caleb alone, bro. Hey, Jalen. Jalen, if you just go stand in the corner over there, and maybe your defender will stand with you, that would be cool. That's what they do. That's what they do. They just they yeah. put everyone like. It's a lot of ISO ball with and then two- flows on the low posts. Doing is he things. though? Is he Brandon? Is he really? I mean, he's there. He stands <laughs> there. Couldn't tell based on the box score. We had also made it this far without flow. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We made it this far. Um, Baylor is 11th in efficient three point shooting. That's why they're going to, that is the stat that would help them make a final four. They're 17th in America in offensive rebounding percentage. They get an offensive board 33% of the time. Dude, that's Keontae rebounds the hell out of the basket. Yeah. The guard guards rebound the hell out Caleb of the basket. Caleb rebounds the basket. He fights hard. Yeah. Everyone but one guy, and I won't say his name, rebounds the basketball. Everybody but one guy. I walked right into this. So there are stats here, shot quality, thank you again, that are really good for Baylor. 19th in high-frequency pick-and-roll. Though they don't use that very much. They they never hit the roll. They said a lot of picks. <laughs> they do it, at least. Yeah. Um, you've you've got some stuff, a semblance of, of a mold, at least, for this team to make it, to make a run in March. Um, but the offense has to become less iso-stagnant. The defense has to become less awful. Cone. Cone is a great word. It's just, it's like, it's like five robots. Yeah, are playing defense. Yeah, it's and then Langston Love is he can not he can be not a robot. I'll give him credit. Yeah, Langston Love is. I mean, I'm super stoked to see him next year. I, and now I've like moved on. I'm like 2024. <laughs> You're yeah. the bear, Jacoby. <laughs> woo, Miro. What's yeah. up? Did you see yeah. that video of Miro doing the sky hook in the basketball without borders? I didn't, but I would have had to have changed pants afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I'll send it to you. Thanks. No, it was disgusting. My, it was no like on the pants. baseline. It was no, it was it was crazy. Uh, um, I want to know your thoughts on the Texas game though, because like I've been rambling, I've kind of been negative, which is rare. I've already started talking about Miro and Jacoby and Langston next year. What do you think is going to happen Saturday? I think it's going to be like honey roasted peanuts. 
I think this game is going to be like Fisher honey roasted peanuts. Another dry, reason to watch on YouTube because Drake roasted. has a handful of nuts. And it's because while they are sweet and good, and I like them, they have a coarse texture. They they can hurt. They can hurt. <laughs> you eat too many honey roasted peanuts. You get too much of these. You get 40 minutes of honey roasted peanuts. And while they're sweet and you like them, they will hurt you in the end. Mm. And I think that's what's going to happen. They've already had one three-game losing streak in Big 12 play. The Big 12 championship's not in line. The only thing left to play for, literally the only thing left to play for, is seeding in March. Yeah, momentum. I I don't think that's enough to carry Baylor into a win on Saturday. Though, they're at home, so I want to eat crow. I want to eat crow and say Baylor is going to win this game, you know, or I want them to win, so I eat crow. But I, I think I'm siding with Texas right now. Yeah. They're just they who is the better basketball team? Texas is the better basketball team. They are. Yeah. I mean, that's why March Madness is great because it kind of doesn't matter. Like if you think oh, yeah. about the last two national championships, those are probably the only times you're like the best team in America like actually won. Like in the last like five or yeah. so years. Yeah, think like about teams like that, can get hot and go on runs. That broken Kentucky team that won 36 straight and then lost to Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, there is there like this year. This or like year, Kentucky St. Peter's last year. Texas could lose to Cleveland State in round one. And you're like, yeah, well, this is March. Thanks, yeah. John Rostine. Who blocked? So he you. still has me. Yeah, that's dude. I created a burner account and only followed John Rostine, and I like never <laughs> log into it just out of spite. That's so good. All um, right, Brandon. You yeah, but game. I, I am going to be at the game. My dad was supposed to go, remember, but my stepmom broke her elbow and he canceled his trip. So that was going to be our auto lock for a win. But unfortunately, he's not. I'll take his ticket. Do you actually need a ticket? Maybe. I think I have a student ticket, but I can just give this one to another student. Yeah, we can we can take this offline, as the tech bros say, and see okay. what we need to do here. Thank you for being um, locked on, Bailey. Your first lesson every single day. This thank, is you for, thank you for watching on YouTube every single day. Always will be locked on. Brandon McKinnon from Our Daily Bay. I'm Jake Cole. I'm Sunburn. Baylor.